everybody, and welcome to Socks on Tap. I'm Johnny Nani, joined tonight by Tony Marchese. Tony, we are talking about a White Sox loss. They fell 4-2 to to the Tampa Bay Rays in the series finale after taking the first two. So positives, we got a series win. Um, kind of negatives here. Uh, Cease probably looked a little bit rougher than we had hoped for, but, uh, you know, young kid's going to take his lumps. Uh, what were your initial reactions? Yeah, I'm just happy here to walk away with a series victory, like you said, Johnny. Um, didn't really expect it coming into this against Tampa, playing possibly our worst stretch of baseball this year. Uh, the bats woke up. Everything looked looked good in those first two games. And then today, I mean, the offense wasn't dead. They, they managed to put up the two runs, but Cease looked good outside of outside of that one that one mistake he made in the second inning, giving up the grand slam. Uh, you know, I thought he pitched pretty pretty good. And, you know, Tampa only wound up with three hits in this ballgame, Johnny. The pitching staff as a whole, pretty damn good today, if, if you ask me. Yeah, so that, that uh, hiccup that you talked about for Cease, that, was, that came in the second inning, um, where two of those four walks that he had on the day, those came in that inning. Um, then Avi Garcia, because, of course, Avi Garcia has to do it to us, uh, had a base hit, so that, that loaded him up. And then... Uh, Diarnon, he uh, comes up and clubs a grand slam. I mean, he absolutely crushed it. Um, but unfortunately, you know, that's the most costly swing in baseball. Uh, four runs and one pitch. So uh, unfortunate for Dylan Cease uh, today. But uh, as I had mentioned in my little intro there, this guy is going to take his lumps. Um, I would rather have that happen now in a season like this instead of next year when, you know, he's really gone in and competing with the Michael Kopechs and Lucas Giolito um, and, you know, later in the season if uh, Carlos Rodon's coming back. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely, Johnny. This is this is something that we didn't really get to, ha- like, watch happen with Kopech or any of, any of these other guys that really came up outside of Giolito. Um, you know, this next wave of pitching prospects – they're starting to arrive. You know, we had the the injury to Kopech, unfortunately, but we have to be patient a little bit with some of these guys. Cease's stuff, his app, like at its core, is absolutely filthy. Filthy. He he just lacks some command, and that's going to come with time. He's got to learn, you know, how to pitch at the major league level. But you can't teach that kind of stuff. You know, you you, you could teach the command and and you know change around some of the mechanics or whatever you have to do. We saw that with Lucas Giolito, but you can't teach that absolutely filthy stuff that he has. So I, I'm not worried about Cease at all. Uh, he's coming. He's one and two, you know, today, even, even giving up those four runs. I mean, it all came on one mistake. The six, one, nine ERA that he has. That's, that's just a product of small sample sizes. In my opinion, I think he, even without the the command, even without the command, he's still an above average major league pitcher right now. Just just based on the pure talent that this kid has, so I'm not worried about it, Johnny. I agree. Let's get him his lumps. Let's get him his innings in. Uh, you'll start to see him go deeper into ball games next year. I, I would think. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, five six inning guy right now, and if he's struggling, they'll probably they'll probably let him work till about that fifth inning. Uh, I would think for the rest of the year, because you want to get him as many starts as you possibly can. I'm sure he is on some sort of cap. Um, so I'm okay with seeing him go five and then turning it over to the bullpen. Um, but 
yeah, I mean, overall, I'm, I'm pretty pleased with what I saw from him. And if you have any doubts about Dylan Cease right now, I don't think you should. No, I don't. I was I was just wanting to make the point that, you know, these guys are going to take their lumps. And uh, I think it kind of, you know, it builds off of that for me, I guess, just in my mind. Uh, he's taking his lumps here. Position players are going to have that, too. You know, you saw Yohan Mankata take pretty much a full year and almost a half to figure it out because he was called up in 2017 in the summer. So when I think of a guy like Luis Robert, um, yeah, I, I know it's it's rushing it by the timeline that you know the front office likes to put out there but man that kid's a specimen uh he uh he's got all the tools like you know pretty much five tool player uh i i just want i want to see him up here but i know we're not going to get it so i I won't get myself too wound up about that but there's someone that needs to take their lumps here um dylan sees is doing it let's see Luis robert do it so we're ready next year (laughs) uh that's just yeah we're, we're, we're my greedy fan uh i want you know want us to see these exciting young stars as soon as possible uh that's where that comes in but i do understand the uh organizational timelines on things well we do know that jose abreu wants to see him up here that's for yeah. sure yeah we do um, i don't know if you guys addressed that last night on the show uh, i i did not get a chance to listen to it yet but um shortly after you and i recorded on what was that friday what well, we did uh thursday. Thursday. thursday 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 they uh was Jose Abreu made those comments about, you know, having the best talent up here and we just have to deal with what we have until then. You know, you can tell that that guy wants Luis Robert up. Um mm-hmm. I'm sure the rest of the team feels the same way. Johnny, it's I can't wait to see him, but there's one guy that I do want to talk about and that's Adam Engel. <laughs> In his short stint here, he has looked like a different player. He's yeah. got his average up. To 270. Yeah, another two-hit game today. It's back-to-back for him there. You know, and he's, I'm, again, this might be another edition of small sample size theater. I don't think Adam Engel has completely changed who Adam Engel is in the short stint that he had in the minors, but this guy came back ready to play, ready to came try back hungry. his job. Yes, he came back hungry. You see how hard he runs to first base? on every even goddamn crown ball that he hits, he's just, I don't know. he he He's playing with a different edge right now. He wants to be here for the rest of the year. I'm pretty sure that, you know, just like Zach Collins said, being in the major leagues is great. They've got better food options. They, you know, they fly better, all that other stuff. I'm sure Adam Engel enjoys this lifestyle too. Uh, so I want to see Adam Engel continue to play like this, and then maybe I won't complain about Adam Engel as much. But, I just want to temper those expectations a little bit. If anybody thinks that Adam Engel is a going to be a 275 hitter, I think you maybe need to lower it a little bit. 250, 260, um, and you're not going to see him go 500 <laughs> or above <laughs> for for very much longer here. He he is going to get beaten, uh, but nonetheless, I like what I see. Johnny, like any initial reaction to Adam Engel's game because this weekend was the Adam Engel show. I think uh, the hunger is the biggest thing that uh, why I kind of interjected on you while you were uh, starting uh, that segment on Adam Engel here. But I I do think that's a, that's a big part of it. Uh, The guy, like you said, wants to keep his job was, you know, probably upset with himself uh, for starting the season with the team and then being sent down uh, basically after April. I think it was May 5th was when he was sent down uh, to Charlotte. So uh, he's probably upset with himself, Um, probably, you know, a bit of a pride thing and then just a uh, 
I do think it probably helped him down there, though, because, uh, you know, the offensive numbers are up. They said he had to hit a certain, you know, range of numbers on uh, average and on base and all of that. And he I don't know if it was uh, exactly what, like the numbers that the front office had put out there, but, you know, close enough for him. Um, so I mean, he was I above it. He was above him. OK, then he was that, above that, him. I, I forgot exactly what it was, because like I said, that was back in you know, early May when uh, they had put that out there. So um, I I like what I see so far, obviously. I mean, hey, I'll take a two hit game from anyone. Uh, they're not scorching line drives. Uh, one was a ground ball, you know, an infield single. But he's just so fast. You talk about him running hard. There's just the pure speed, too. He's just so fast. Um, that, that he can beat out balls like that. So uh, that that is a as much as I've liked to complain about him in the past. That is a nice element to have. Um, I would you know say that he's probably the fastest on the team. Uh, I know Timmy and Yoan both have some great speed, but obviously Timmy's not around. And uh, I think Angle gets to showcase it a little bit more playing center field too. I think that's where you notice it a lot. Um, and the glove too. I mean you know we yep. talk about him at the plate here, which is great. But you know the glove has always been there, and that's that's a great tool for Adam Angle. Um, he, I think it was uh, Beef Loaf on Twitter today when Angle was kind of going back uh, to his right and a ball hit a little bit off of uh, center to the left. And he's Beef Loaf said, I just chuckled to myself picturing how Charlie Tilson would have read that one. <laughs> so, you know, you're getting yeah. a defensive upgrade. So I like that aspect yeah. of it too. Yeah, I would I would think, Johnny, that uh, it's weird to say this, but the White Sox are a better team. Now the Charlie Wilson on this roster, so uh, for the most part, uh, th- this call up I feel like came at at the right time. Um, I know fans weren't exactly pleased to welcome Adam Engel back with open arms. I'm pretty sure most of us thought that that was, you know, potentially the last time in early May that we would have to uh, have to watch Adam Engel play. Um, you know, not not that his defense was bad, but he wasn't. He was almost as close to an automatic out as you can possibly be. Uh, earlier this season and and last, but um, I I think that I think that Adam Engel, you know, was definitely a factor in this series, and I'd like to see that continue going forward. Um, one of the guys, though, Johnny can't all, always keep it positive. Um, I want to talk about James McCann uh, on the on the on the negative side of this series. McCann did not look good um, outside of that home run yesterday. Um, you know, just a rough day at the plate today. Uh, Three strikeouts again, left two runners on base. He went over. Um, that average has slid down to 293. He was sitting, I think it was around 316-ish at the All-Star break. Uh, that's a that's a rough tumble, taking 20 points off in, in about a week here. So uh, what, are, what are your thoughts on James McCann right now? So James McCann has struck out, I think, 18 or 19 times now since the All-Star break. So um, I don't know if you want to call it a cooling off. I think, you know, that is. Uh, it, it was pretty all of the stats from the first half of the year, which were great. And uh, we were hoping that he could keep it up. But I do think that was a little bit of a uh, I'm not going to say a fluke, but in uh, overperformance. I think that's the best word from it. And now he's kind of coming back down to earth here. Um, I, I will give him credit for the clutch factor yesterday. Uh, it was when we needed it. Um, a very opportune time for him to hit that home run. Obviously kept us alive in that game, allows us to win the game. Uh, but just overall, like you had said, that that uh, 
the average drop off, uh, I, uh, I want to say it's got to be 18 or 19. It's up around there because I know he, he was, I think he was 15 coming in today. So I maybe one or two off on these, but it, it's up there. So that's uh, not what you want to see from especially a guy hitting in the four hole, Tony. Right, exactly. And I don't know if I don't know if it's time to kind of change his position in the lineup here. I don't really know who else you go with in the four spot, especially with Eloy uh, still on the shelf and and Timmy on the shelf as well. I guess you could move Castillo in there. I still trust McCann at this point in time, like you said, the clutch factor. But this team just when you look at this lineup today, you know Garcia, Moncada, Abreu. And then the whole rest of it is just kind of hodgepodge of, of whatever else. So it doesn't really matter. Uh, I, w- I would think that he's he's going to stick around in that four spot for a while. But, um, you know, this, this team definitely is hurting without Eloy and Timmy in the lineup. You could just you could just tell that we've got the the, the 4A lineup, if, so to speak, right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it, it is what it feels like, Tony. Um, I... Uh, it's just it's tough seeing i really want timmy back i think i we've made that clear ever since even you know the all-star break when we were coming out of that um we uh we, we've been hopeful on it we were hoping that uh his manager might have given you a little hint that he was going to be dropped uh you know right into that tampa series but you know the ricky renneria said about tim anderson uh having a rehab assignment before he comes back. Uh, we had talked about our thoughts on that uh, on a previous episode here. He'd probably tell him to go take a hike. So um, I hope he does. I want him back here ASAP. Uh, it's just a, uh, I will give Ryan Goins credit minus the error that he had um, in yesterday's game, but he, he's been okay. Um, I mean, he's no, no world beater, but it, it honestly, I think it's more of a breath of fresh air after, uh, Jose Rondon just stagnating all year, um, hitting 190 here. Uh, so the, you don't have those problems though. You're not looking at either of those guys on a regular day-to-day basis. If Tim Anderson's in the lineup, so we definitely miss him. And then obviously with the power bat, you talked about, Oh, McCann slumping, uh, maybe move someone else to the four hole. Perfect opportunity for Eloy. That would be, but, um, He's not. He's he's not in the lineup. He is injured. So it's uh, it's tough. It's tough to watch, like you said, kind of hodgepodge from uh, four down there. So uh, who who really would you go to in that spot? Uh, honestly, I don't know. Maybe I think Beef Castillo. Just you know, he's been hitting five. Um, maybe they try and you know prop him up a few more at bats. See what he can do if they can sell him off or something. I don't know. Uh, that may be the thinking behind it. But uh, you know, you'll be- see somebody like Ryan Cordell. In the four spot, <laughs> dude. Please don't do that to me. <laughs> I can't or help is, myself. Does, does he have sneaky power too? You can go with Jose Rondon, cleanup hitter. Yeah, you know Jose <laughs> Rondon. He's got that sneaky, sneaky power. Ooh, know? it's so sneaky you can't even see it. Yeah, right. It's so <laughs> sneaky that it only it's only on display like once every hundred at bats. Um, <laughs> You know, so, so you can't see it unless it's in Charlotte. Yeah, there you go. That's great. <laughs> oh, he forgot it. He forgot it in the in the flight over from Charlotte. Yeah, go. yeah, he did. Um, yeah, Tony, uh, this game, I guess, I know we, we're kind of running circles around here. Just, just looking at the lineup and uh, what went on today. But uh, the one place we got to give credit is to uh, Josh Osich. I always have trouble saying that name. Josh Osich. 
Uh, he did well coming in two and two thirds. So, you know, you don't burn a lot of bullpen arms, uh, especially after using a decent amount yesterday in an extra innings affair. Uh, he was spotless, three strikeouts, only one walk in those two and two thirds. And then uh, Jimmy Cordero, he was the one who uh, replaced Kelvin Herrera because uh, Herrera's hit the IL, 10-day IL, with an oblique strain. So Cordero only had to get one out, um, got that fine. So I think the credit just goes to Osich there. Um, you know, you, you keep yourself in it because um, if, if that thing gets out of control and, you know, say you have a Jose Ruiz in there walking guys, I know we've talked about how he's been okay as of late, uh, but you, you never know. The game could just get out of hand, but at least we gave ourselves a chance to, I know the offense didn't pick it up, but, uh, the, you know, you got you to give yourself a chance. So that's, that's just one last positive I have from that. Well, I'm just going to continue to call him Osich. That's that's my pronunciation official. <laughs> um, and then Cordero, yeah. Uh, hey, he's uh, he's up here to serve a purpose at this point in time. The the Herrera injury, I didn't really we didn't, I haven't really discussed that with anybody yet. Um, do do you know where he got hurt? I, I didn't see anything. Um, no Herrera, no no. I can't pinpoint a specific uh, instance. Yeah, so that that one was news to me. Um, didn't really expect that, um, but you know, he—I don't think he was really bullpen A squad, Johnny. Uh, at no. this point in time, so uh, I don't think that there's really any any love lost in having him uh, on the IL at this point in time. We know who our guys are. Um, Herrera hasn't really been too much in that mix as of late. Only in April, Tony. I went and did because I wrote wrote up the little short report on yep. uh, him hitting the IL. And the numbers ever since, yeah, I, I always pin it back to you say you can't pinpoint an exact uh, one for this. I, I can't either. An exact, you know, moment where he actually got injured, that you saw it on the broadcast or something. Um, but I, I'm just going to go back to the May 5th game. And that was where, you know, uh, we were playing Boston at home and it was tie game going into the eighth inning. And Herrera, the, that is where it all fell apart, exited that game early with back stiffness and never went on the IL initially. Yep. Yep. And, and we thought we were kind of over that. We thought we were kind of over that, Johnny. Yeah, but you just look at the numbers since then. I did on the baseball reference where you just select the date, uh, you know, period, and it's been night and day. Uh, he was looking like a setup guy. He had like four or five holds between, uh, you know, the very end of March when we started the season and uh, that May 4th game. And then from May 5th on, just atrocious with ERA. I think it was, I honestly, I think it was like 11 something like that because you all of his what kept his era in like a and it still wasn't great it was like up in five something i believe uh it could be even higher six something six four five or something like that but the only thing that was keeping that there were his spotless outings early on in the season <laughs> playing into that average so um not uh, great. I, i'm gonna, no not at all i i will go back uh, to May 5th game. I really do think that's where was a turning point for Calvin Herrera and something hasn't been right since then. Um, I don't know how you just fall off like that. You would think that a pitcher throws a little bit better when it's warmer out because it's easier to get loosened up and you know, you're not wearing a bunch of layers all the time, but it was the opposite for him, you know, doing well in the cold weather month. And then uh, as soon as May rolled around, just wheels fall off. That's the best way to describe it. So, um, we're not really missing him, I guess, now because he has been out of that bullpen squad for a while now. Yeah, he has. So I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm not really missing Kelvin Herrera all too much. Like, get health 
let's see what he can do when he's, when he's actually healthy. I think that's the, the key here. Um, Johnny, anything else from today you want to talk about, or let's get into tomorrow's ballgame? Uh, no, it was just Yulmer had an RBI uh, triple, so and he also had a double, so Yulmer Sanchez would have been uh, you know, your offensive player of the game, I guess you could say. Um, obviously, Angle had the two hits as well, but um, that, that was it, and that, you know, and nothing to write home about. Both runs came in the seventh inning. Uh, weren't able to put anything together after that little threat that we had there. And uh, that was a ball game. So well, let's move into tomorrow. All right, tomorrow. We're back home. Finally. The boys are back in town. Finally back home. The boys are back in town. And, Johnny, we're going to be back in town. Yes, uh, we are. We're going to get a little, get a little uh, socks on tap group together, I guess you could say. Uh, I know I will be in attendance. You will be in attendance. Our guy Andrew Kinsler is going to be in attendance. We're hoping that we can get Buzz out to the park as well for the full, yeah, pretty he, much the full on tap crew right there. I know uh, Shy Sox John is busy. He'll be there later this week, though. Uh, I think Comiskey's busy. Some of these other guys are going to be busy. They won't be able to make it, but we're going to have a good, good little uh, group together out there tomorrow. We're going to be in Lot B. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to be in Lot B. I would shoot for 545 or so. So if you're listening, coming out to the ballpark, uh, feel free to stop by. We'll have the ONTAP Sportsnet flag up and uh, flying it proudly and uh, kicking back a few beers before we go and watch uh, White Sox versus Marlins. Um, the boys are back in town, Tony. It always it feels like so long. You and I were talking about the last time we were out at the ballpark before this. Um, I did luckily have the last game before the All-Star break that went against the Cubs, which was great. But um, the, that was, you know, two weeks ago, and uh, I'm missing it, man. Usually the longest I'm away from it is for, like, you know, five, six days. Right. Unless they go on an insane road trip like they just did. Yeah. This this was reminiscent for me of, do you remember when the Hawks used to go on the circus trip? Oh, yeah. And yep. it was, you know, this wasn't all West Coast stuff. I mean, we had some West Coast in there. These guys got to be tired, though, now that I'm thinking about it. They went West Coast, Central, East Coast, and now back home. So yep. kind of a rough stretch here. But this was reminiscent for me of the old Blackhawk circus trip where if you're not a hockey if you're not a hockey person, uh, the circus used to come to town and take up the United Center for a whole two week span and the Hawks were shipped out. So that's normally when the schedule makers would have them on the West Coast. And this was normally around Thanksgiving. And so the Hawks would just play for what it felt like two weeks and hockey's a little bit different. They don't play every day. But they're out on the West Coast playing these weird random scheduled time games. Like you'd get a Sunday at 1230 and then you'd get, you know, Monday night if they were on a back to back at 930. It was just it's really rough when when a team is on the West Coast, and you get these late starts over and over and over again. And thankfully, they don't have these trips anymore. But you just you'd feel like the Hawks were never coming back home. And that's how it felt on this trip for me for the White Sox. It just felt yeah. like the Sox are never going to be back at home. And you just start to itch because even if you're not going to the games, you like to see the home ballpark, the home crowd. And, you know, I'm just I'm happy that they're back and we're all going to get back together at the ballpark. Come play bags with us. We're going to be I'm going to bring the beanbags. Yeah. I'm going to bring the beanbags out there. If you're a Sox on tap listener and you're out at the ballpark tomorrow, come come play a game of bags with us. Uh, come toss some beers back. We're excited to be back at the ballpark, uh, and we want you to come come by and say hello. Yeah, absolutely, Tony. Um, that that covers all of our uh, ballpark 
type of uh, coverage for this. But l- let's jump into the actual matchup here. Um, we've got Ivan Nova going for the White Sox, 4-9-4-8-6 ERA, 72 strikeouts on the season. And Trevor Richards will be throwing for the Miami Marlins. He is 3-11 on the year, 4.24 ERA, uh, 93 strikeouts on the year. So, um, Tony, what are your expectations for this game? Damn it, Johnny. I want to sweep. I want the Sox to sweep somebody. We just came off of a series win against the Rays. This is a lesser opponent coming into town. We're back home. We're going to be in front of the home crowd. It's the Marlins. What have we said? We say this all the time. Beat the people who you're supposed to beat. This is a wonderful opportunity to do that. Let's kick their ass. I don't care if it's Nova, Kovi, Lopez. Let's kick their ass. These guys should be able to win this series. They should be able to sweep these guys and get themselves back on track. You know, we put up such a piss-poor showing on the West Coast and against Kansas City, and then we come into the series against Tampa Bay, who we we probably should have been – it should have been reversed. We probably should have been one and two or swept by those guys. Mm -hmm. Let's go sweep the Marlins and and do something the way it's supposed to be done. Yes. We've got some momentum. I want to kick these guys' ass. I want to come back tomorrow. I want to see balls flying out of the yard. I want a lot of fireworks. I, I want to see a White Sox victory because the last week has just been really tough to be a White Sox fan. You know, you go win three ball games here, you put yourself back in kind of around that 500 teetering mark again. Are, so are we due I, for an upswing on the roller coaster? I think we're due for an upswing on the roller coaster. That's exactly what I'm getting at, Johnny. You read my mind. <laughs> that roller coaster started to go down, and I feel that click, click, click as you're climbing back up right now. And I just want to get nervous again. I want those butterflies back because I, I want to get to the top again so we can fall back down. Um, <laughs> yes, that's you know I'm looking for that that climb, that nice steady climb up. And I feel like the Marlins. That's a great way to do that because after that series we got the Twins. So hold on to your railing here or bar safety bar because who the hell knows what's going to happen in that series <laughs> yeah this is yeah. this is this is the time right here johnny the marlins nova tomorrow I, this i, I want to be cautious because this could also be you know we talk we, we brought in a little of our hockey this could be a trap game mm-hmm. back home you know yep. it's the marlins they're 31 or th- what are they 36 and 61 yeah 36 61 they're not, you know, they're not on paper a dangerous team. You get home, you sleep in your own bed tonight, show up to the ballpark, everything's all cushy. You, you know, you rest on your laurels. All of a sudden, the Marlins are up four nothing in the in the first inning. That's not the shit that I want to see tomorrow. I'm gonna be so pissed off. We'll be probably sitting in the 108, 10 beers deep at that point in time. But I'm gonna be pissed off, and that's not what I want. I want, I want the Sox to come out, Nova. First inning, shut those guys down. One, two, three, you know, and then bring up, you know, I want an Abreu bomb in the first inning, Johnny. I'm just excited to be back at the ballpark. If you yes. Oh, uh, you'd said you want to see a lot of fireworks. That is honestly one thing I miss the most, uh, seeing fireworks and obviously during the game fireworks, because then that means you're scoring a lot of runs. Um, I want to see that. I want to see a beef bomb tomorrow, Tony. 
Um, that, that's that's going to be mine. We talked about who's going to pick up the slack with James McCann kind of on the downtrend. And I guess this will transi- transition right into our picks to click. I'm going Beef Castillo. Um, he did hit a grand slam against the Nationals. Uh, it's a, it doesn't have anything to do with the Marlins, but an NL East opponent coming in. Uh, he kind of does it randomly on you, but he does, you know, he, he can drive the ball out of the ballpark. Um, ball should be carrying tomorrow night. Uh, I, I'm going to go with Beef Castillo and a bomb, a bomb from Beef not just a you know couple hit performance. There you go. I, I like that pick. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with Abreu. I wanna see that I wanna see that home run from Abreu in the first inning in that three spot. Hopefully Garcia, or if they for some reason have Angle batting first, which I, I feel like could happen. Um you never know with Ricky. Where he had a hit today, I think he solidified that after a rough right. game Saturday. I think he's he think he's okay for staying in the leadoff spot. All right, so hopefully Garcia and Moncada get on base. I want to see I want to see a three run homer for Rayu in the first inning. I think that's I think that'd be a great way to welcome the fans back to the ballpark. Anyway, uh, it's it's got to be a Rayu, uh, regardless of if that actually happens. It probably won't. Um, I think he should have a solid game back at home. He's back in front of the home crowd. Uh, he's been very vocal. I think he's amped up. He wants to. He wants to win one for the hometown crowd. I think he's going to have a good game tomorrow. That's my pick to click, Jose Breu. I love it. I love it. I love Jose. I think I could pick Jose almost every single game. Um, he's always just kind of in the back of my mind on it. But uh, when I was just thinking about that, I don't know why that came to mind. But uh, you know, Beef Castillo, he can hit the ball in the ballpark. Let's see it. Uh, he's been injured a couple of times. He had multiple DL stints this year. Um, let's, you know, if he's DH in or behind the plate, whatever it is, he'll probably be behind the plate for Ivan Nova, I would guess. But, um, well, let's, uh, let's see him come to life here. Um, and maybe, you know, boost his trade value a little bit if they are trying to ship him off. Someone needs a backup catcher or something. So, um, Tony, that's all I've got. Um, you know, I wish we would have gotten the brooms out today, but unfortunately that's not how things went down. Uh, good opportunity against a uh, rough team in the Marlins here. I I know they started off way worse than their recent record indicates, but you know, they're still a team that, uh, had sold off all their pieces not too long ago and are waiting for some of their top prospects. Like they are pre think white Sox 2017. They are still pre Moncada days down there. So, uh, let's take, let's take advantage. That's all I've got. That's that's a good way to uh, to close it out there. I do have a few closing thoughts, uh, Johnny. Uh, number one, happy birthday to Buzz, our guy Buzz. Yes, Buzz happy birthday, Buzz. Um, today was his birthday. Unfortunately, the White Sox couldn't deliver a White Sox winner for him on his birthday. Um, you know, I, I'm I'm very sorry they couldn't do that. Uh, you're just lucky that your birthday's in the summer and not in the middle of February because I've never had a White Sox winner on my birthday, so I'm going to complain <laughs> about that. Um, unfortunately, uh, like I said, the Sox were unable to provide the sweep for Buzz. I'm sure he would have loved to have seen that. Um, I'm sure you're going to get a lot of buzz this week. Johnny, you're going to be heading out of town, so you're going you're gonna to hear a lot of my voice. You're going to hear a lot of Buzz's voice uh, in the upcoming week. Uh, like we said, we're going to be up at the ballpark tomorrow. And if you want to read about the White Sox, go to ontapsportsnet.com. We've got all the White Sox coverage you need. And that's about it, Johnny. Let's go Sox. Let's go White Sox.